Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speakout Session. I'm your boy, Mr. Jared White, with the lovely Shannon Reynolds. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. How are you? I'm good. So yeah, are you enjoying your Saturday? Happy Saturday. Happy it's Saturday. <laughs> we have another great interview with another exciting um, person on the show. We have known her. First of all, another Temple alum. Let's, let's get into that. And we've known Aida now for another 13 years. I think this is another person that we've known oh, forever. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, we're not going to age ourselves, but we won't. Um, yes, Aida is in the building today. She is our short best friend. She is also the host of Live with AI. Um, she's, I think she's just an all-around great person with just, just great perspectives on what's happening in the world around us. And it was just important to have her on the show just to have some commentary on 2020, the spuck year that it's been. Um, and just really have some commentary on it. So Aida, welcome to the show. So happy to have you. So, so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation. I've been watching you guys grow a Visionary TTV and I'm rocking my shirt. I know y'all can't really see it, but here it is because the cool <laughs> shirt is popping. I'm loving this. I've gotten so many compliments on it already on my Hangouts and VCs with clients. So definitely promoting you guys in every every space that I, any place I take up space. I'll just say that. So, we love that. Um, we appreciate that. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Feeling good. I'm feeling good. Like I said, Mars is in retrograde, so I'm trying to be mindful of my energy. I'm in Aries. Um, yesterday was an off day. I definitely found myself hitting a, a huge mental wall. I'm sure many of us are feeling that way now with working from home and everything sort of being blurred uh, between the spaces of life, work, and the lack of work-life balance. Um, and so um, it's been quite a challenging week, but ironically, I spoke on a panel about work-life balance at my company. So that's a whole other thing. But um, the honesty is that it's it's gone for most of us and that in this year, any semblance of stability mentally, physically, and spiritually is something that we all want to, to take and have. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at today. How about you guys? Whew. Yeah, I mean, that's a summary, but yeah, work-life balance. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, me and Jared are starting a business. We can list all the stuff that I'm doing because clearly I just am a, I, I overwork myself. It's fine. I don't know how to take You've it. You've always been this way, Shannon, since I've known you. I, I yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't stop and I have a three-year-old and like that, that that's a job too. So, um, tell us. It's um, it's a little yeah. yeah. I've, I've always just like looked up to Shannon with this because I'll be complaining about having a rough day, and here she goes with a three-year-old and mommy duties and work and having other businesses. So I always take yes. my hat off to Shannon for Absolutely. always showing up. I, I retire, y'all. So I mean, <laughs> y'all, it, it is tiring, and sometimes I have to remind myself to take a break because then I just burn out. Yes, it, it's never pretty when I burn out. So I'm learning. 
Yes. Give yourself grace. And I know for black women, it's hard to unplug um, because we are doers, makers and shifters. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely urging us to really, really hone in on self-care. And I know self-care has been capitalized by all non-black people, but I think that it is something that is tried tried and true for us. Um, It's the only way we've gotten to where we've gotten so far. So as a black woman to another black woman, girl, you rock and you need in deserve space to take care of yourself and unwind. So, yeah. Thank you. Amen to that. Look at, off to a great start today. That Fenty's was giving me all this energy. There we go. What's giving you, what's giving you energy? This Fenty lipstick, y'all, because you know I had a rock black brand today. I got Juvia's place on my right. face. I got my Fenty, Fenty uh, lip yes. balm. Fenty <laughs> down. Got it too. So we over here repping black all the way exactly. down, you know, down to the socks. But I'm gonna get me a black owned brand that does leather. So if anybody knows that anybody who does premium leather, please reach out. I'm gonna get this Tim K pop in and then I'll get I'll get (laughs) leather pieces, yes. Um but yeah, so excited. Perfect. So excited for this conversation. It's so timely too. Well the why don't we wanted to start off just coming off of the back of just the conversation that you and Shannon just had, you know, how is it being a black woman in today's social climate? Like how, how have you been doing and how are you doing? I'm maintaining, I'll be honest. And I've been, I've been brutally honest in ways I never thought I'd be with non-black people mm-hmm. about my space and sort of where I'm at mentally. Um, but I have been pulling back. I mean, I, you know, I'm very vocal about activism and i always speak up and for black women first and black children. So um, any marginalized groups, to be honest, I am always advocating for. And I think sort of re having to rewatch and and be re-traumatized as much as we've been in 2020, um, especially, you know, in in the months, the summer months through, I mean, till now, um, it's sort of been a continuum of harm and just an overwhelming sense of rage. <laughs> um, and it is a justified rage. I have to keep saying that to non-Black people because <laughs> they don't believe that rage is an emotion that is worthy of being um, expressed and that it's unhealthy. But rage is actually meaning that something is unjust and harming you mm-hmm. and that you have to express that in some way. So as a Black woman, I've been enraged and I'm just trying to maintain. And I think the Breonna Taylor um you know, outcome was not something that we wanted to hear. We knew that this system that is in place in this country would not give her her due justice um, and sort of just reminded Black women again that we are not protected. We are not worthy of of justice. And also just watching what's played out with Megan Thee Stallion in, in the press and watching even our own community sort of vilify her and sort of um, patronize her in her harm has been just again another re rehashing of harm and just again reminding me that like black womanhood is what I stand for first and I'm gonna need to make sure my sisters and I are good. Okay. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> and just, you you mentioned re-traumatization because I I just realized that this year about that and you know anytime a black person is harmed or killed, um I feel like we all feel it, you know, even, I don't care how you, where you are on the spectrum of, of blackhood, whether you feel connected or not. I think that we all feel that. How do you deal with that re-traumatization? Cause I, like I said, I just realized that that was what was happening to me. So how have you, and even Shannon, like how have you guys dealt with that? Yeah. Shannon, you want to take this one? <laughs> um, I don't, I feel like I just sometimes become numb to it, you know, like there's nothing that, 
surprises me, I guess. I don't underestimate anybody's behavior towards Black women because I feel like this is a trend. This is something that Black women have experienced for years. And so you just kind of become numb or angry, like you said. So the anger is there. Um, Luckily, I have a partner that I can kind of just share my frustrations with. But still, then when I go outside to the world, it's like, if I'm angry out there, then I'm the angry, angry Black woman. Right. If I if I say that I'm upset, I'm the angry black woman. I said something on social media. I can tell you how many text messages I got from concerned people about, are you okay? It's like, no, but then we're trying to argue as to why I should be okay. And it's like that, you know what I mean? So then you yeah. just become numb because it's like I don't need to have to explain myself because yeah. you should be rageful just as much as I am because we are human beings. We are black women, but we are still human. So that's I don't know if that's dealing, but you know, I talk when I can talk and when I don't want to argue or have a conversation about it, I just choose not to anymore because sometimes you don't need to engage with everybody and try to prove your point to everybody. And that's a word. Yeah. Yes. Definitely choose your battles. And I think, and I've, I think I've said this, I was like, I'm no longer engaging with people who lack the decency to understand this is a human, a human crisis. And this is a human matter at its core. So I just negate those conversations and build with those who are building. So yes. Absolutely. So I guess my next question is, I think you've kind of touched upon it, but what's your experience like in corporate America? I can tell you what mine is, but as a black woman, like what has been your experience in corporate America and, and how have you dealt with that? Um, in 2020 or my, my actual like full on experience. I feel you like start with 2020, but I'm sure it expands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say corporate America. I mean, we know that the spaces were not made for us and we are just consistently breaking ceilings and breaking barriers to be there. Um, even though we're the most qualified people to be there. Mm. Um, so I, I will just say that like my corporate America sort of, chapters have been sort of first co-opting to the structures at play in my 20s and early 20s coming out of you know college and also starting out in the workforce in the first recession because we're in one right now um and really having to you know play the role and really be the brightest star and that for me was co-opting to white corporate culture um and it worked in my favor until it it didn't. <laughs> and I think it didn't because I, I really, in my mid-20s and, and late-20s, really realized that it wasn't authentic to who I am. So I just started being Black as fuck, excuse my French, on this show. But I just decided that I was going to be Aida and whoever was hiring me, what teams I was working for and what brands I was um, amplifying um, were were respectful of my womanhood, especially as a black woman first and the way I showed up in the workplace. And so I really made it clear to bosses, like even in interviews, I'd be like, listen, if you are not okay with me pulling up with natural hair or being vocal about these sorts of virtues and activism and the way I feel about the world and how much I want it to be better for women and people who look like me, I likely, you likely should not hire me because that that's not going to stop the moment. Oh you know, you give me a title and some coins, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's just, that's literally just, that's helping me have stability financially to then um, be more organized and have more impact in those spaces, right? Because mm-hmm. one one literally lends to the other. So um, for me, it's been a challenge. And I know for many people, they are still doing, you know, sort of the co-opting. And I get it. 
That's why I say like, I'm always going to stand for whatever works for you in, this, in the place you are as a black person, because not all of us can pull up to, you know, a JP Morgan Chase or, you know, one of these big banks and be, you know, black and proud and thrown up the fist because they're trying to move into a space where they can open more seats for other black people. So I get that. Um, but for where I'm at in my journey, I've just been vocally loud and, and proud. And that's taken its time. It's, it's again, it's a journey to get here and be so anchored in my blackness, especially at work. Um, but it's something that especially 2020 blew the lid off for a lot of people that I didn't even see, you right. know, making that shift. Because I'm seeing people who I know have been sort of in that framework of like, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm just going to be like the black, the best black person they know at work doing the best work and just leave it to the work. And now it's like, well, no, I'm a black person doing the best work. And now I need to definitely like sit in that and amplify that. So it's been interesting to see kind of the shift for other folks that are sort of coming to that conclusion and really realizing that like their blackness supersedes anything else. And when the world is on fire and the world is consistently showing us that black lives do not matter, it trickles down to your job and the spaces that you hold and build. So, yeah. Now, you, you spoke about um, being in those interviews and telling people that I am going to pull up and be my black yep. black self, which is which is beautiful because a lot of people don't even do that. You know, we, we speak about, you know, we, we hope that when black people have a seat at the table, they are opening the doors for other people. But sometimes we see that that is not happening. Um, how have you ever received any blowback or pushback by saying I'm going to be Aida and this is who I am have you have you gotten absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've gotten it from everyone I mean I've gotten it from our own people of like oh girl like yeah. ooh, I remember the episode with Molly and the intern mm -hmm. like sis you're being too loud you're being too this there's way too much neck rolling and laughing and you know you're too jovial why can't black folks be jovial at work like that was a weird thing for me in that episode because you know the girl's having a good time Right, and, and, but they um, want us to be opposite. <laughs> they want us to be mad all the time. And if I'm angry and I don't speak to nobody, it's a problem too at work, right? So I just, I really love that Issa Rae and, and the team really talked about this sort of um, friction that, that many of us are challenged by, especially in the workplace, because that episode reiterates two versions of blackness, right? That sort of sit in, in corporate spaces and sort of appear in corporate spaces. So for me, I found that like there's a lot of people who've been like, girl, you are so smart. you got so much going for you, but like, let's just simmer it down. And, and I've heard that from black people and, and mostly black women, which has been really interesting. Cause I'm like, I'm doing yeah. this for you. I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to let you be your best self. Like, and I'm trying to let them know that we also are not a monolith. We don't all come in and want to keep our head down and make massa feel good. You know what I mean? Like uh, some of us really want to come in here and shake things up. Um, and that's why we're being hired, number one. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that was something that also came out of that episode of like, clearly this intern was hired for her skill set. So she didn't just show up at a law firm right. to be an associate if she wasn't smart. So um, I think for me, it's been, I expect it from non-Black people. But having it, um, seeing it so much happen in, in the workplace from other Black people, and also just sometimes even the sort of not even comments, but sort of like stares or just sh you know emotional shunning that comes from Black men in corporate, higher corporate spaces has been really interesting to see. And like I said, Black women will at least say it to you and be like, "Come on, girl!" Like I'm trying to, I'm trying, I feel like I'm trying to nurture you, but they're older, and I think for them, it's coming from 
um, a place of the way they were reared into the co- in corporate America. And now as like Gen, you know, Gen X, Y, Z, we yeah. pulling up just the way we are. And we are loud and proud about our blackness, our queerness, you know, our trauma therapy. So we're coming in very much more vulnerable and open. Yeah. And I think many corporate spaces now are realizing like that is a brand to be on board with because that is the future. And these are the future consumers. But I think there's still a change of the old guard, new guard that mm-hmm. expects blackness to show up in one way in the workplace. And when you don't show up that way, it's a problem. Right. It's a problem. And I say, shake up the roof because it's about time that we shake things up shake the table yeah. shake the table get there get early to the meeting and take that seat we're not gonna wait for it we're gonna take it right so that's where i'm at right now with, the, with sort of the corporate world um like i said i've I'm, i've just started on my team at um, in tech during the literally the pandemic so i've been feeling even more of the pressures of sort of being performative because I've never met my team physically. They don't know me outside of like just kind of seeing me in the office prior and being on a different team and vertical. And so I found myself still having to be like a little more buttoned up and, and sort of like, you know, really making sure I had my feelers out. And I think one thing that black people are really good at is really trusting our instincts Mm -hmm. (laughs) and knowing when we have to sort of shift and shape Uh shift. So I think I, I have sort of found myself doing a little bit of, of the prior um, of the early sort of onset of my career now, just because of the framework of the way work is. It's all virtual. I have never met these people. They don't have foundational experiences with me. So I really have to build that in a way that is number one, just fully mediated, virtually mediated, um, where a lot of my personality just won't be as easily like communicated, I guess. Um, and so for me, I've just sort of been giving my inklings of like, you know, I'm, I'm the black girl on the account team, but also <laughs> being like, very also honest when I'm like, I'm the black girl on the account team. And there's a new cycle that I'm just not, I'm not able to make this meeting today, because I'm not able to perform. Right. And, yeah. and thank you for being, being so honest about that. And be just being honest about the fact that sometimes we do have to pull up a certain kind of way and shape shift. Because once again, a lot of people don't talk about that. That that's the experience mm-hmm. that you know I've had to tell. I've been working in corporate America now for ten. This will be my tenth year, um, and there I don't even think about the ways that I may have shaped shift and how it may have even affected my personal life. You know, and how and and for the good and sometimes the bad. You know, and I think if we talk about that more and break down some of those uh, those stereotypes about it, then maybe we can stop having people look at us crazy you know, when we are pulling up being our true selves, you know, I, 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 the issue with me, I didn't, there, there weren't a lot of black role models in a lot of my positions. <clears throat> so it's, I never had anybody to pull me to the side. What was fortunate, I had people pull me to the side to get my professional shit together. Because if you are going to be pulling up being Jared, at least have your professional shit together, because at least they can't say that you didn't do a good job. So I, I thank you so much for just being honest about that type of experience because I just really feel like a lot of us aren't talking talking about enough about it. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, black women is always interesting to talk to another black woman, especially because for me, my perspective is I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be the the black woman educator in the office. I don't want to have to correct um you know people that say inappropriate things or like so that was me. You know, I've if I go through all of the HR nightmares that I've experienced, that people don't even understand that are HR nightmares. It got to the point where I was like, I don't want to have to correct you all the time because you should know better. And I, you should have your own resources. 
So what I can appreciate about you is how you're kind of using your social media platform. And I mean, girl, like, I got to get to your level. I'm working there to just be like, I'm not proud. (laughs) But the fact that you, you kind of are using your social media platform to educate and advocate, advocate, um, like, what does that mean to you? Why did you move to the, you know, I follow your Instagram all the time. So I just want to know. Y'all, y'all day one OG followers. So. <laughs> yes, of course. But um, it was such a, you've been such a big resource to us. So it's right. just been so, thank, this, I'm thankful for that. Yes. I mean, it's weird because I, I think we all look at social media and the influencer sort of first as like, it's only about fashion. It's all about living this lifestyle that you're not and really having to pull up and flex. And I was like, that's, again, not authentic to me. So I was like, what really speaks to the core values of who I am? What will people look at and be like, oh, that's Aida. Like, that's always who she's been. And like, I was like, I'm always going to speak about injustice. <laughs> I'm a black woman. I'm a, I'm an immigrant. I'm the daughter of an immigrant. Um, I understand it from so many lenses. And so for me, it's always felt authentic to really promote and speak about, you know, the things that are happening here in America, but also globally, um, because all of it is so intertwined. Um, but for me, it was a challenge at first. I was like, oh, I love fashion. I'm just going to post fashion pics and serve y'all styles and looks. And I was like, uh-uh, there's so much more substance to me. How do I how do I show that? And how, how do I communicate that with the community that follows me? And it's baked into sort of who I am. And so it's a little mix of everything, but really also really honing in on things that matter from like voting rights, suppression, to how do we show up for Black lives? most most importantly um but also how do I call out my friends because I have followers that are not black so I'm putting them on check all the time in my in my stories Mm -hmm. to let them know that like I see you and I'm also going to post about how you could pull up Mm -hmm. so um I'm I'm using it as a way to also just champion thoughts that I just can't put together best because there are so many beautiful thinkers especially on IG um, and just creatives that are doing brilliant things like the both of you that I can also leverage and in an audience that has already baked into these themes and these virtues that all of us are holding in the highest regard um, as we sort of work and to promote a better you know, society for us to live in. So I think for me, it's been easy to sort of lean into that act- activism hat and, and promote others' voices who really are um, the speakers and, and the experts in this because I don't ever want people to think I'm an expert. I'm always someone who's like, I'm posting this from an expert and this yeah. is someone I know to be an expert because of these things. Yeah. Um, and a lot of friends have been like, oh my God, knowing that you follow this person validates that they're like good people and like a voice I can follow. So yeah. that yeah. always makes me feel good. Just just know that your work was not, because I know we had spoke about this when things when, you, when things first transpired and you felt as though you were speaking into a vacuum and just know that I was listening and I'm still listening and I was following and you were, when I say you were a resource for me at that time, you were a resource for me at that time because I was looking uh, for people to, to, to understand what was going on. Like I, cause I have always understood it, it was always, but I think I had my head in the sand and when I finally looked up, and was a part of the rallies and proud of the protests. And, you know, Tamika Mallory was a voice that I heard, you know, when I needed to listen to somebody, she was that voice for me. And you were that social media portion of these are the resources. This is where you go to, to, to get your voice heard. This is how you sign up for that petition. This is how, so if you touch somebody and that somebody was me, and I'm sure you touched more people. So your work is is not going unnoticed. Sometimes you definitely think a post is in vain. And like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think, yeah, everyone knows, especially in this climate and especially in this election year, like every visible 
you know, post matters because you never know whose eyes that one post will catch um, versus, you know, many others in, in their feed. So it's really exciting to hear that, you know, I've made some impact. And I know, Darren, you always send me my DMs like, yes, this is what I was looking for. I really appreciate you. Yes. So it's, it's great to sort of get those um, personal validations that like the, the work is working mm-hmm. and the work is resonating and people are taking action because that's what we most, most, most importantly want. So, yeah. Exactly. You made an impression and you left an impression. That, that's, that's Yay! That's <laughs> yeah, that's the tagline! Okay! <laughs> um, but speaking about your IG, something else that I love that you do live with, it's live with AI, right? Li- live with I, but people say AI I'm because... I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, but it works because it's like artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. answer. I'm like, I'll take it whatever way y'all want to remember it. As long as y'all remember it, I'll take again live with i was was a love child of this season of being sheltered in place like i was like in my one bedroom apartment in new york right now i've relocated back home to pa but um i was in sort of this weird space of like i'm by myself all day i'm going crazy um how do i be creative but also lend my hand and ear and voice to something that matters and i was like I've always wanted to do talk shows. I like that's always something like since I was a kid. I was like, I want to be Oprah. I want to be Oprah so bad. And I did, ironically didn't go to journalism school, which is like what I should have did. But I was, yeah. like, ended up in marketing and PR. But listen, you still got time. God knows my heart, and right. if that's my ministry, I'm, it's gonna happen organically. Right. So. Um, I was like, well, I can, I mean, now with social media, it's created, it's democratized everything, which I love because it's like, we see that black creators are the culture, right? Like mm-hmm. these kids have a phone and they're doing more than studios mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, big budget sorts of you know, businesses. So for me, I was like, well, I could be a talk show on my own. All I need is like, a, I need a nice little light and, you know, get my little phone on and I'll have my little agenda. And it's, it, I mean, I've only done like five or six episodes. And I think like some of them, I didn't, I like, was just starting out and didn't save because I didn't realize that when you do lives, if you don't save them immediately, they are gone. They are gone in the ether. So um, you can find some of those episodes on I Love That, at AI Love That on Instagram. But that was just something that I was like, let me lean into this moment. People are home. I can capture an active audience because they're bored. And I just decided to also go into a passion that's been you know, put on the back burner because life happens and we forget like our childhood passions are still important and that there's a, there's a reason why that, that, you know, that urge and that desire is still in us. And I think that's something that I, I've been finding even more as just a, a guiding light in sort of this moment of like, what, who am I? And what is the core of who I am? And like, what have I always longed for um, now that everything has settled and there's so much quiet? Like, so that's where sort of this vision came from. I'm um, just sort of leaning into that inner child. I mean, like, I want to do this thing and I have friends who love me and they'll watch. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to say that you have the voice, you have the talent to do your own talk show. So we're going to just speak that into existence now. Yes. So you wanna... That's my next career shift. Job. I would I. Keep it out there. I'm going to start doing some red carpets once they're back open. You know I'm saying? <laughs> and the personality. It's just yeah. like you, like you're just the, the light. You, can, you, you feel it. Thank you guys. That means so much to me because sometimes I feel like I'm totally like awkward black girl. I love that show by Issa Rae also. Again. Original because it's actually really amazing and she did that on her own budget. Um, I think in partnership with Pharrell. But she, I feel like an awkward black girl sometimes. I'm like, hold up, that's a, that's a valid black, she's still a black girl and she, mm-hmm. there's so many of us. And so 
for me, it's good to hear that like I resonate, even though in my bones, I feel like I'm a little bit awkward, but I think that's what makes me more human and more relatable. So, yes. Yeah. So last question is who and what inspires you? So I know you mentioned Oprah, but. Child, you know, and I know people be Oprah, Oprah haters, but in essence of who she is and what she's done as a black woman, right. there's no hands down. You can't contend her impact and her value to the cult, the, the overall culture. Like right. not just in the black culture alone. Um, but I think for me, so many people inspire me. And I think as a fashion girl, I find like a lot of like black fashion designers who now are really like the new guard and have stopped basically peddling to these big white fashion houses from like Pierre Moss um, to Carly Kushney. Um, so, you know, these really dope, designers and creators I looked at people in other spaces that I don't occupy it's really my inspirations because I'm in advertising and tech and that's all good and well but I look to to be honest I look at like IG influencers as like people who, who influence me and inspire me because I'm like how do you come up with this stuff <laughs> like Reggie Ray and his videos I be screaming I'm like this man is just taking products in his home and replicating people's comedic videos and is this is brilliant content and it's getting millions of views but also people like Elaine Welteroff who I worked with at Connie Nass when I was there she's just gone from like Conde like being a director and beauty director to like the first editor first ever editor editor-in-chief black editor-in-chief at a magazine and now she's this just powerhouse to Lindsay Peoples Wagner who followed in her footsteps and is now also running the helm of Teen Vogue so definitely those people inspire me and to be honest like my peers inspire me. Y'all inspire me. Like anybody who's waking up every day and really making their dreams come, come true in some fashion and just not really leaving that sort of, you know, love note and love letter of a dream just on the shelf. Um, and really just taking that small action, whether it's like just getting that handle or, you know, starting that website or launching, you know, a, a platform and a, a physical brand that people can wear that is that is doing for the greater good. Like that is inspirational. I feel like sometimes we are looking for these big people as like inspirations when there's so many active people in our lives that are so, I think we need to tell them how inspiring they are because I think that that's what really moves them from just being good to great. So I think sometimes we just have to look a little lower and closer to who we are and what we do and really see those that so many people are moving and shifting and, and just exploding in ways that are remarkable. So shout outs to y'all because y'all are doing that. Y'all got me thinking I need to do my podcast now. Since y'all doing this. You better. Like, do it. Podcast live. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, I think that's the way, the way to look at it. And I think I, I really appreciate you guys. The moment you guys said you were doing this and this sort of timeline you put, I was like, Ooh. It's a little aggressive, <laughs> but um, y'all did it, and it came to life. And the moment I got these delivered this week, I was so hyped because I'm like, okay, I could finally wear it. And just for me, as a from design aspect to just the overall message, I love, I love, 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 love this activation that you guys are doing, and I love that you're doing it in so many mediums. Like all of these things are interconnected for the greater good. And most people don't do things for the greater good; they do it for their own good. Yeah. And so it's good to see that you guys are using your talents for good. Yeah. Thank you so we, much. We, well, we appreciate you and we thank you so much we for y'all. And I'm excited <laughs> to promote this. I told everybody, I was like, I'm doing a talk show this morning. <laughs> yes. You are such a light, man. I'm telling you, do your podcast because it, it's. Yo, listen, I'm, whenever y'all need me, let me know because I, <laughs> you know, I got to get my credit. I got to get my credit. 
I gotta be like, I've done these many shows, <laughs> but I'm gonna get live with I back now that I'm more settled that I just relocated back to Pennsylvania. So um, hopefully I'll do like one in November and a holiday episode to get us, you know, to be honest, I'm gonna do one after the election because I think we might need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, look forward to that, and and hopefully the return. Also, I think I'm going to relaunch my website, I love that.com. Yeah. So I'm really looking to get those creative juices flowing back again. I think being sheltered in place reminded me that like I have so much talent, and I'm not using it in the ways that God, you know, intended and gave them to me for a reason. So yeah, mm-hmm. Amen perfect. That. Let the people know where they can find you. One more time. I know you said some things, but let them know where they rat- rattle it off to us again. Let us know. Y'all can find me at I love that on Instagram. I love that on Twitter, even though I'm, I don't really tweet, but follow me there. I'll follow you there. Um, you can also find me on Pinterest and my Pinterest is a little more complicated. It's at A-I-I-D-A-A underscore. Um, I actually work there. So well, it's a little more complicated. I had to make it a little more creative. Um, also love Pinterest. Uh, everybody should be on Pinterest. I just want to promote that because um, we're doing really great things for um, diverse content and just launch our creators program. So where else can you find me? I think that's it. Oh, and clearly my website relaunching in 2021. Oh my God, 2021. Okay. Um, at www.ilovethat.com will be relaunching in 2021. So really exciting time and Live with Eyes is always on Thursdays at eight o'clock so um i'll be sure to promote that for my next so, yeah thank you guys so much for having me this is like literally it's like my morning coffee this saturday like it's got me jolted i'm ready to like go out to target and really crush it mm-hmm. perfect perfect <laughs> well thank you again so much for being here thank you guys for listening this is another session not, another not your enemy listening session with your boy mr jared white and shannon Reynolds. and we'll see you guys next time Thank you for listening to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and who is Tim K. Interested in purchasing apparel? Visit VisionaryCCBStore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up. <laughs>